0: Prepare a full account of your stewardship. Well, apparently that was not going to take this dishonest steward very long because he hadn't been doing much stewarding. He was not serving his employer very well, squandering his wealth, actually stealing it. And he wasn't serving the customers of his employer very well, equally stealing from them. Nowhere was he doing any story. Instead, he uses his time to come up with a very interesting solution that's hard to imagine is actually praiseworthy, even though, as Jesus tells the parable, he's praised for deciding. The way out of my predicament is to give back some of what I stole from people so that they will then be in my debt. Not sure that works very well unless you're really sneaky about it. But he's praised for it. If we were asked to prepare an account of our stewardship by the one for whom we work, how well would we do? Now, there might be two ways that we could look upon that request. One might be for each of us individually. How well have you served your employer? Or really, I should say, how well have you served your creator? Or we could look at it collectively and ask how well have we as the human race who have been appointed stewards of creation by the creator, how well have we done? Unlike the steward in the parable, none of us is going to get fired. And surprisingly, the human race hasn't been fired yet either. Despite what many would argue, and pretty convincingly, that we have not really taken very good care of what has been entrusted to us by our creator. When we ask the question about how well we have done as the stewards of creation. You might need to first be very clear about a couple of things. First is, who do we work for? We work for God. We serve God. We have been appointed by God. We have been employed by God. We have been called by God. And it is to God that our service is over. The story in the In the parable served himself abundantly well while serving no one else so first we are clear that it is god who is the one who calls us and directs us and asks us to take care of his world to take care of his creatures to take care of his children Much has been entrusted to us. The second question I think we might need to be clear about is just what does our creator, our employer, our master, our God ask us to do with the creation he has entrusted to our care? Unlike the landowner and maybe any other employer we might ever work for in any way, shape or form, God is not looking to get richer because God can't get any richer than he already is. He's not looking for us to maximize the profits of creation of nature. He's asking us to do something very differently. He's asking us not to make him richer, but to make creation work the way God intended it to work, the way God designed it to work, the way God wants it to work. And that entails a couple of tasks. The first is that we as the stewards of creation are not meant to squeeze everything we can out of every creature and everything, but rather it is our task to allow every creature every person, every animal, every plant, every rock, every mineral, to find the way that they are intended to give glory to their creator. And again, that's not by maximizing the profits. It's by helping, calling, facilitating each thing that exists To be exactly what it is supposed to be. And so to serve the rest of us in that particular way. And yes, it's true that some some are called to sacrifice greatly, but that is how they're called to serve their Creator. The second is, as we are going to serve this creation, it is to pay attention to all the relationships and interconnections, and networks, because everything in God's creation is connected to everything else. Nothing is separated, and nothing should be separated. But all of it, somehow or another, is not meant to just be profitable, but harmonious, balanced, peaceful. running very smoothly, where each piece in the, in the relationship offers everything it has to offer, receives from every other piece everything it is meant to receive. And we, in turn, receive from every part of creation all that we are meant to receive from it. And when that happens, the order, the harmony, the beauty, the grandeur of creation as God intended it is restored. Now, so much of that is gonna be way beyond any one of us. So much of restoring justice to the world, restoring peace to the world, restoring harmony to relationships between human beings and human beings and nature and human beings and nature and God might be way beyond any one of our pay grades. And we might be tempted to think that the answers to those problems are political ones and get really frustrated or economic ones, which might be equally frustrating. But what our creator tells us very clearly is that politics will not save us and economics will not save us. Spirituality and prayer, contemplation, awe and wonder, those are the things that will bring about the harmony of all creation. Together as a human race, we have been entrusted with great things. Individually, as human beings, each of us has been entrusted with maybe something very small in comparison to the rest. But the restoration of the, of the goodness and harmony of the unit of the universe, as God created it, might need to start, first start and begin with how trustworthy we are over the small piece of creation given over to our care. And in those places and spaces, are we trying to find how each part of it is called and meant to serve the glory of the creator and not us? And are we able to see in our small pieces of creation how the networks are connected, the relationships are harmonious, and things work together to bring about peace? It's a spiritual process. It is God's grace that will heal the world through us serving as good stewards. Let us try to be as trustworthy as we can, knowing that serving God never means serving money.